grab your bowls and spoons, kiddos. It is now time for the Peter Butter and Syrup Podcast with your host, Corey and Dahoo! I'm ready. Even though I already know Corey's going to win, watch this. Oh! <laughs> All right, and the kid comes back. <laughs> you have a, you have a, you have a. We'll give him a second, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, you're giving me a second, lady and gentlemen. <laughs> I ain't got if room. you need one, am I gonna have to feed them? <laughs> well, they they're capable of, of feeding it's themselves, kind of like a fe- a fe- right? But if I, fe- I mean, I get that they can take the food from the plate to their mouth on their yes. own. Yes, but am I gonna have to buy the groceries? It's not a pet. You don't have to feed it and fuck it. You just have to feed it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should give the intro now. <laughs> I just feel like the gimp is gonna come out of the- any moment. All right. Leave him alone. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. So it's another episode of the peanut butter and syrup show where the bipeds walk on four feet. <laughs> you, I don't even know why that's funny. Because <laughs> well, he hates about, well, one, I was clapping because you said it right. But two, you always bitch about math and you did a math <laughs> intro. <laughs> What do I bitch about math? I was joking about the fractions, and you said, uh, oh, oh, the that's bipeds. not math. That's, oh that's my bipeds God. on four feet. a little bit of math. That's bipeds on four feet. That's, that's math. That's you're, you're, you're grasping at straws. Oh, but they're illegal. So anyway. <laughs> anyway in the state of California. I'm Randall, the root, and uh, the mouthy little bitch talking about math. <laughs> That because I mentioned two feet versus four feet would be Courtney. I mean Corey, <laughs> and then we always have Brian, who is supposed to like. Who has? I don't exactly know what he's supposed to do, but I remember when we discussed the format of this, and he has yet to fulfill any of those. Well, you should. Other know. than well, the production side, where he's like, "Hey, I I cut that and it's edited, and we can put it up." If yeah, I really don't actually we, edit he, anything. You know, he really wasn't a part of this. He just has nothing better to do on a Saturday night, so he's hanging out with us. <laughs> hey, you shouldn't have left my job description blank. That was your oh, first all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was talk shit about pretty much anything at any given moment. Corey's is like, we'll laugh at pretty much any joke. And he's bad hey, at man. math. Got a laugh track. Yeah. I'm having fun. Well, it's like that uh, comedy show that we're trying to put together um, we were talking about concepts for names today. You know, we do it well, like after we make an episode with the podcast, we're always talking about well, what's a name. And and he was talking about, yeah, well, we got to, you know, laugh and something or laugh and this. And I was like, how about laugh or cry is our comedy show. And he's no, like, that's not bad. he's like, I like that. And then the whole group that I had just done stand up for, they're like, I like that. And I was like, that's because it kind of, it's cool. just a theater of pain. That's all it is. Right. Right, that's the idea. Laugh or cry, because and that's what you do with comedy stuff or relationships. <laughs> God. And from what I hear or in the prison. few videos that you put out when you're doing anal, it's laugh or cry. <laughs> Depends on how much movie you have. Is it in? Oh my God, it's in. So, but anyway, so Brian, what do you want to talk about before we just? 
fit us off in La La Land. Oh, Jesus. So if this is the land where bipeds walk on four feet, are two-legged people unipeds? Oh, God, there's more math. <laughs> no, that was Spanish. <laughs> Uni, I was about, unipeds. I was about to say, I didn't take French in high it's school. Like, like Univision. So, like Univision. Unipeds. So if you have two unicycles, like, is it a bicycle? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Does it let girls and boys ride it? It's a bi- it's a bi bicycle. <laughs> but, but a bi bicycle is when my is a bicycle is that that's gone the, away from you. So no, it's I was about to say that's what the Backstreet Boys ride is the bi bicycle. Bi- <laughs> I thought a bi bicycle was what you rode when you broke up. <laughs> oh, the bye bye. I'm leaving. I'm gonna ride my bi bicycle. All right. I like tomatoes and apples. So our topic today is just us just talking shit. <laughs> we should just do that one. We should do just one. No topic. Just start. We rambling, almost had one a little while ago. About just. Well, that was. But it had a topic because we were talking about conspiracy theories. About conspiracy theories. Y'all were talking shit. I was being serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I forgot. Brian isn't religious, but God forbid you talk about conspiracy theories <laughs> he'll break out his little handwritten self-made bible <laughs> he'll start giving three lashes across the back and the weird parts there's 69 commandments that wasn't on which, purpose which, yeah. there's 420 pages in my little book <laughs> yes with 69 commandments 365 chapters <laughs> all right but yeah so i figured an episode, uh, I don't know what number we're on because I'm mathed out, but um, we can talk about our changes in taste with age and how... Like different food tastes? It could be food. It could be your taste in movies. Or the way pussy tastes as you get older. God, that was exactly <laughs> what I was... Because <laughs> oh you, you, if you don't lick it, you ain't going to stick it. <laughs> Well, at least well now I've been we've very some... brand specific on that for about 28 years. Yeah. So well, we got some gender equality in our uh, sexual jokes now, finally. Well, it depends if they're like baking bread down there or. You saw the thing I put about beer, right? They're baking beer oh, from yeah. vagina yeast. Virgins around the world are like, I have never felt a pussy, but I know what it tastes like. Yeah, it tastes like tuna. That's what I want beer to taste like. Uh, I did see a beer. I, Add for a tuna drink today. That's disgusting. I do that for the dogs when I, you know, when you drain the water off of it to make tuna salad. I give it the dog. Man, they know. They know the sound. There's a specific sound apparently the drawer makes when you're opening it to get the can opener. Oh, the same when I had the cat. Every time he popped the can, it's like cat was like. No, no, no. I'm talking about like just the drawer opening, and they were like, "Oh, that's he's got motherfuckers getting a can opener." <laughs> Like I, I know he's like sometimes he's getting a little controller for the griddle to make pancakes, but that's a different sound altogether. <laughs> same drawer, way that same you drawer, open just the, drawer. The, the the vigor that you know, like the the intensity of opening the drawer, like ooh, tuna. Uh, so taste of change. I know. I, I mean, do, is there any? I guess a way to start. Is there anything that you still like from? Well, I how know, old are you? Fifty years like. ago. Well, there's. I'll, I'll just say negative like, five. <laughs> movie wise, <laughs> not me. I was negative too. Oh, okay. One thing I've noticed the past few years, movie wise, I used to watch comedy stuff all the time. Love you know comedies. I'm not still like Police Academy stuff, but like comedy sitcoms, they were great. And I can't stand 
sitcoms anymore. I I really watch comedy movies. I've gotten anywhere like like horror movies, like thrillers, and I used to didn't watch them very much. It's funny how my taste in movies have got more dramatic, more surreal. All right, but but all right. So think of it this way. I know you're like me. You're project oriented. We've been kicking around the idea, and I think you probably have been longer than we've talked about it. The idea of making a horror movie. Were you shifting gears, and your interests were driven by your desire to make a horror movie, and that's why you were you 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 weren't consciously doing research, but you were trying to get in that space. Well, I think some of that has to do with part of how I was raised, because you know being a conservative household, those kind of movies weren't allowed, and I think. As I've gotten bored with comedies, I think I think the way comedy movies are like we grew up in the eighties, like police academy movies are hilarious. But something about comedy, I love mo- those movies. But too. somehow comedy, even like sitcoms, have kind of changed the way the dynamic is on it, and it just is boring. The comp, the the newer sitcoms that I see on like Netflix and stuff, because mm-hmm. we just do Netflix and Amazon. We haven't done network television in a decade. The same year yeah. is. It's so like I wonder if I'm just that fucking out of touch with what it feels methodical. Like it's, it's very like this. Like is you saw the post cutter. that I put up the other day about uh, the Good Place. It's supposed to be a comedy TV show, and it's got um, what's her name? Um, good lord! Oh, I know. Dak Dak Shepard's wife. Yeah, uh, yeah Veronica blonde, girl. Blonde. Yeah, very cute. I traditionally like her acting. She's good. She, yeah. She and I. I mean, I've seen some interviews with her, and I think she would be someone I could genuinely have a conversation with and have a good time. That show sucks. It's about the. It's a. It's called the Good Place, but it's about hell, and they're trying to torture people. And the real torture is watching the fucking show. And I'm like, is it me? because you start thinking, like, am I that out of touch? Because. You know, the the first comedies that I really remember getting into, and again, this is about to speak to my age, was Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy, Three's Company, shit like that. Slapstick stuff. Yeah. Now, Mork and Mindy was a little bit of slapstick, kind of goofy social awkwardness with the alien effect. Three's Company was the whole Jack Tripper needed a place to live, going to act gay because he lived with two women and that was against apartment policy, which is weird because now thinking about that, no one would ever think about a dude living with two chicks in an apartment. They'd think he was like some ultimate player. Yeah. But back then it was a big deal. Um, But I I like, I still watch Friends. I still watch Frasier, stuff like that. And I... I identify with it. I don't laugh at it because I've seen it a billion times. I generally like play Frasier to go to sleep. But the newer comedy sitcoms that come out, as much as I want to be in that space, as much comedy stuff as I watch, because, again, that's where I want to be now. I want to do comedy stuff. I want to be involved. So I'm trying to – I'm not doing it for research. I'm just trying to be in that space. Right. It's – I don't identify with the current – sitcoms they're not funny and i don't know if it's a if think of it like this if you drink beer every day after a while your tolerance goes up and you had to have either a stronger beer or you drink more of that beer like drugs or anything else so i think comedy and horror movies because i grew up watching horror i remember watching my bloody valentine 
because we got HBO when I was like 10. And I came home from school and watched My Bloody Valentine one afternoon at home alone when I was 10 years old. And it freaked me the fuck out, but I loved it. And mom didn't give a shit. Mom's like, whatever. You're, you know, she was a, she was the same thing that I do is give you enough rope to hang yourself, whether it meant freaking yourself yeah. out and having nightmares. But I, so I feel like that's where I am with it. So, well, I, there, I think mine is always, I think, and it goes with music too, because I look on my past of music journey. I think it's all a journey. I think it's one of the things where I've got as much as I can get out of the comedy genre. It was great when I was younger. But as I got older, I need something more. And just the horror movie itself is not necessarily... It needs something of substance a lot of times. You need a porn that's got a real storyline? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Like... Well, I mean, like that's how long. That's how you know you've been watching porn too long. You actually watch it with the volume on, and you don't speed through the the. <laughs> you watch it from the beginning. Yeah, the like, whoa, this has got a good storyline. Oh, they're. Oh, let me guess. He fixes the cable. At the yeah, end, exactly. You know? Well, <laughs> like as the movies, using as an example, like the past few years, and uh, me and Brian have gone a lot. I've been enjoying going to see movies on the big screen again. Whether well, it's old movies, new movies, part of that experience. I like to, you know, watching The Shining on the big screen was like this oh, beautiful experience that you didn't get, you know, the small screen. But it's, I don't know, maybe it's a journey. Like, I remember in, uh, music. in college, I was, you know, metal. We listened to metal, and then grunge came around. And at some point, somebody turned me on to, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire and stuff like that. And I hear these guys like, wow, these guys really sing and real, a lot of musicianship. And it's a whole different genre. I abandoned all that other music. And went down this path into like R&B and jazz and all this kind of stuff. Now I've come back to where all that's in my, you know, in my in my playlist. But it's like for a long time I wouldn't listen to the other stuff. And I think it's just that journey, maybe an artistic journey, and maybe that's why now comedy is so superficial because it's about about in some ways there's not anything to it. But like like me and Brian, what was, what was the uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer last year? It was like, oh, yeah. that movie had such an impact. And it's like, wow. I, wa- I mean, I, I was like, we got to walk out of theater right now. I cannot, I couldn't speak to you. I was just, it was just a weird moment. I hadn't seen it still. I mean, that movie, so, that movie was so bizarre that when, when the credits rolled, I think there was one person that couldn't make it to the end because they very they wanted the whole theater to know that they were leaving early and not returning because that movie was really kind of a lo- it was a little bit of a mind There was no fuck. music at the end it just kind of stopped and went blank yeah. and I looked at him and said we got to go outside right now and yeah, then like, when we got outside I think we stood around for about 10 or 15 minutes looking at each other like let me collect my thoughts on this and I've never like complete mind fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. And I think that's on like, an emotional level or just psychologically, yeah, it really messed with you. The movie deliberately kind of and I think pushes you. That as an example of movies, I think because there's something more going on to it. Even horror movies. I mean, you got cheap B movies or what they are. No, those are fun. But as in a good movie with something substance, I think that's where my mind is going these days. It's like I can't get that out of. I mean, I enjoy, you know, Tommy Boy's funny, but it's like, I'm not getting anything out of this for laughs. So now it's like, I need, it's almost like it's the tolerance thing. All right, I, I can only get so much, you know, so much out of this type of movie. I need more. You are, you're looking for emotion. Yeah. You you're looking for an emotional reaction. You want something that's going to inspire something in you 
where Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. And to me, to me, I watched that for the levity and for the getting out of my head effect. Right. And and it's funny because, you know, your reaction to when you watch movies. I remember um, my old business partner, when Black Hawk Down came out, and I think that was 2002, we got together and double-dated, and we went to see Black Hawk Down. And when we left, it made me feel like I did when I was in Iraq. And I went straight in to the arcade, and there was a one of the video games where you're you know, it's first person shooter and you're, you know, you're in a war setting. And I went straight to that game and started playing it. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to get out of, I said, as strange as this is going to sound, I'm trying to get out of my head space by being in this space, even though it, it to you, it's going to seem like I'm reinforcing that behavior. Right. I said, it's just where after I was, I was, there was a very emotional attachment for me for Black Hawk Down because being in Iraq and it put me back in that space. And I do, you know, I do enjoy p- movies that make me feel that way because it keeps me connected to the events and things that happen there. <clears throat> and, but it is, it's like I enjoy horror movies, but I'm kind of like you with the horror movies now. I've watched them for so long as, and I started watching them when I was a little kid that you kind of see through them and it's not, it's, it's, it's comedic almost because it's so cheesy and it, in a, in a good thriller doesn't really come out and there's not Alfred hit Alfred Hitchcock level thrillers anymore. Nothing comes out like that. There's some vanilla sky and obviously the sacred deer, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Mindfuck stuff, which I love that. Yeah, I love the you know in a movie that kind of really screwed with me is um, gotta see the movie Stay. The, that the, wasn't what was McGregor, the movie was the me. the Lovely Bones or something like that about the dude that was abducting kids and uh, I think it's called the Lovely Bones or something like that. that. That movie. You're not talking about the Bone Collector, with, no. Okay. And this was about a dude in the neighborhood that was abducting people and they were little girls and it was about a girl who died and she was she was kind of her ghost and floating around. And I watched that movie when Sydney was little and it fucked with my head a little bit because I had a little girl. And that's always been a big fear of mine is that something happens to her, she's abducted, sexually abused or something like that. So that kind of shit fucks with my head more than anything. Horror movies don't. It's hard for me to watch a horror movie and be like, okay, that's scary. Now, part of that has to do with going to Iraq and doing some scary shit real life that was like, okay, well, it's just a movie. Right. So maybe, you know, and I didn't really think about that until now that that maybe that's an effect that, has changed my taste for horror movies and I do. And I think, you know, uh, we talk about quality of life and, you know, the fact that we're getting older and things that we are interested in. And I, I do find I've been angry most of my life and now I've figured out how to use that anger and, and, you know, disenfranchised or don't like reality, whatever you want to call it to, to help my career or, uh, comedy 
material and hopefully maybe develop it into some sort of career. So I don't really care for the horror movie. So it's kind of interesting to hear you. You ventured away from comedy, and I feel drawn to it in similar reasons, though. And then, and then when we were talking about last year, we were talking about you know being inspired to do a horror movie, which I really want to do, and I think one day we'll probably do one. I started watching horror movies again just because we were, we were talking about it and you're like, dude, I just watched this. Or I'd see you post, I'm watching this for research. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny, like, being a creator in that respect, watch movies for two reasons. One, movies, music, whatever, to get inspired, but also to get in, that is, in a way, it's getting out of my head spaces by mm-hmm. getting into a movie. But, like, I'll go to a, a, a watch a band, and a lot of people don't get it. I'll sit there with my arms crossed and stare at the band. And they're like, are you not having a good time? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm studying the band. I'm in school. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. But what I get out of it is way different than just, you know, somebody else is like, oh, they're dancing. And well, the good same time. thing when we go to a comedy show. And I tried, it's so hard to do. And that's why I enjoyed the one that Bob did the other night. It was more of a variety show and comedy show is trying to find strike that delicate balance between enjoying what I'm watching but absorbing some of it mm-hmm. as educational at the same time. But I feel like music has got to be the same way though about is is the comedy because you're you're taking these influences and you're seeing these things out there but your gut instinct is is I wouldn't do it like that. Well there's sometimes I've watched bands and like I've figured out how they're playing the song. Right, you know, and that sort of thing, and and, and enjoy it. And, oh, that's how they're doing that, and how they're getting that sound, or or just enjoying watching somebody else do their craft. Just like probably you watching somebody race, a really good racer, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sure you get something out of, uh, or a very good comedian. Like, yeah, man, he's just taking it to this level out here with this, even if it's crude shit. If he's getting a real reaction. And it's funny because I was talking to a, a friend the other day, and I'm lo- using the term loosely. I was just somebody I've met through doing stand-up, and we shot the shit backstage a few times, and we were talking about getting that oh reaction from the crowd when you do material. And I've and I've said that to people like other comedians. We were standing in the hallway at Laughing Skull one night, and I said I love when I do something and the crowd gives me a oh. And they all looked at me like I was a lunatic. And they were like, that's not good. And I was like, why? A reaction's a reaction. It's, I put something out there that was like either, it obviously. Well, you know, they listened to you and paid attention to it. Well, but it wasn't so bad. I didn't get booed. Right. It was so either edgy or out there that their reaction was like, to deal with it. they were like, <laughs> like, I want to laugh. But I feel guilty for laughing, so I'm going to say, ooh. But then there's a, like a handful of people. I don't care, I, and I shit you not. If the whole crowd, except for one person, ooed, and one dude laughed or a chick laughed or whatever, that's a fucking success in my book. The reaction is, that's, that is that is the shortest, god damn, that you can get. Because well, we're doing <laughs> visual art. I always, we kind of learned in school, and I've relied to relay it to other people. It's like, 
if you can walk past a piece of a piece of photograph or a painting or something else, and you actually take another look at it, or you actually hold your attention, or it makes you go, oh, I fucking hate that. That's gross. Or you're offended by it. They did something right. Because, I mean, so oh, many yeah. things we just walk past and don't pay any attention to. But if right. you're like, but if you'll actually like pay attention, they got some kind of reaction out of you, then the artist accomplishes his goal. And the same thing with you. It's like, it's comedy. Does it matter if everybody laughs or the fact that people are paying attention to you? I just you? want a reaction. Are the, are the people entertained from you and then they're paying attention to you? Because if they're that, who cares if you're making them laugh the whole time? To me, those those jokes that I do and I get a ooh, they're telling somebody that joke. Yeah, They're going to tell that story. They're going to be like, I went and saw this show and this dude said this. And all I could think was, ooh. <laughs> so, in the, to me, the greatest compliment ever as an aspiring comedy or comedian is someone retelling your information. Like I, 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 I put a joke on Facebook not long ago and Jason was telling me my own. He's like, dude, I heard this the other day. I was like, motherfucker, I put that on Facebook. <laughs> he's like, I've been telling everybody that joke. I was like, that's fine. I was like, that's a compliment in my book is you're telling my joke. I like wrote sharing somebody's song. I, right. Yeah. I wrote the joke and I'm fine with it. I'm not worried about copyright infringements or stupid shit like that. Just give me credit. Like I'm allegedly one of your best friends and you're fucking telling my material and you're not even like you go see the manager that, about that shit. Yeah, I want to talk to a manager, but that's a <laughs> that's a thing that happens quite often, I think, these days is we're exposed they fought, to so we're exposed much. to so much we don't know where it came from and it, this actually happened to my parents they were watching I'm trying to get my parents to cut off they were the telling cable. your jokes it's they were mind. telling your jokes <laughs> but they were, I was like what channels do you watch and they're like well, well I don't know I'm like well how am I gonna find what you like to watch on Netflix and Hulu if you can't tell me what you watch and I'm like well we don't know the name of the show or the channel I'm like Motherfuckers, right. how old are you? You know, <laughs> can like, you read? But that's the thing is, like, there there was actually a study a long time ago that asked people what their favorite TV channel was, and most people would say, "Well, it's number forty two And they're like, "Well, but what channel is that?" And they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't know. I just like number forty oh, two what, what it used to say is two five eleven seventeen thirty six forty six, which was knew. the real channel. Yeah, and nobody knew what. The yeah, you had no w. idea. Didn't know if it was ABC, CBS. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what TBS was because they were always on a different. No, CBS, not TBS. No, the Turner Broadcasting was always, we always knew which one it right. was. Because, right, because it was Channel 17, and, now and it was just, UHF. Yeah, and they really... Right, UHF you knew, 17, 30, 36, yeah. 46, which was, was funny because... Y'all 40, are wrong, it's 39, but whatever. 46. <laughs> it was actually a 69. Yeah, 46 That's was Bravo the... on my TV. <laughs> I always thought weird, what was weird is Channel 46 was like a legit channel, but it was over in UHF, and we were like, whoa, 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 the legit channels are in VHF. This yeah. can't be a thing. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Cause You're going to have to explain that for some of our... No, I'm just kidding. Most <laughs> so of our listeners I don't are really don't age. give a fuck. If you don't know, <laughs> I don't even care. Like, Google it, motherfucker. It's so, the Atlanta market, and look up... Like 80s, oh, it's not the Al Yankovic movie? 70s and no. 80s, yes. <laughs> you actually know what that was? Oh, yeah, man. Okay. I know UHF first. So the time is back into what we were talking about. I wonder if, because we went through that transition from Broadcast. analog to this, did that, is that changing our our ideals on t- you know music and movies and stuff? Of course is it, it is. Older, or is it just we got bored with what's going on? 
you know, it needs something different. Do or or are we anomaly actually changing our views? You know, like one, the fact that we watch broadcast television versus digital or satellite or cable or whatever or internet clearly had an effect on our perception of things. Um, and then two, it is age related because it is a tolerance thing because you've built up a tolerance to certain types of TV. And it's like the, what's the one black mirror or broken mirror or what? Yeah. black mirror to me. That's, I just can't get into it. I really can't, but I have yeah. so many people come oh, up to me God, and yeah. they're like, their oh, minds my. are blown that's, by that. I'm like, like that's just a, you're literally holding up a mirror to right now. That's the one. And the their stupid minds part are just is, blown is, away to me, it. it's the television version of the donkey show. I it's, haven't it, seen that. You know what the donkey show oh, okay, is in no, Tijuana. Okay, yes. that donkey show. I thought it you were talking about so, broadcast. That's actually how I got convinced to go to Amsterdam was to go see a donkey show. Yeah, but there are midgets <laughs> involved. No, no, that's a yeah. true story. But, but they're, I don't but know if I should say it on the podcast, <laughs> no. but I saw our friends in Amsterdam, if you know the donkey show, then. But the thing is, <laughs> is it's so absurd. Yeah. That that's the only reason you're watching. It doesn't make any sense. There's no logic to it. It's just absurd. Well, And I get that they're trying to put a message out with Black Mirror. But it's Some like. people are reading too deep. Into well, it's, it's like telling you that blue is blue and red is red. It's trying Motherfucker, to, I already know all this stuff. I don't need you to try to entertain me. It's trying to be Twilight Zone, but updated. Right. I can see that. That's it, actually accurate. It, yeah, it, it's you know, like if Twilight Zone was remade with the concept of the vampire series Twilight and its stupidity, that's what, that's what Black Mirror is. Well, something like you said, all your friends really love it and you're, uh, you're not into it. So, like, something that always happens to me is someone will go, oh, this is right up your alley. You'll love it. I know when Napoleon Dynamite came out, they was like, oh, this is your kind of movie. You'll love it. And I watched it, and I hated it. And I can't, I can't figure out if I hate it because everybody told me I wouldn't like it. Your expectations or Your natural rebellious attitude yeah. was, fuck you, I don't like it. Don't tell me that. But every time somebody tells me, this is right up your alley, you'll love this, I automatically hate it. I'm yet to find a person that that movie is perfectly right up their alley because that movie was made to not be up people's alleys. It was supposed to be so offbeat that you liked it because you didn't like it. Exactly. But I think that was the like, concept. It had its quotable moments, but I don't think and anybody see, watched I it really So many people like I knew so many people who loved it. And I'm like, no, That's not your, I no. think the thing is, is people felt obligated to like it because they felt like if they didn't like it, they were weird. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I think that's a lot of, I see that with a lot of the uh, current, um, what's her name, and I can't even think of it. But Nicki Minaj is one of them. Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I know I'm out of touch with that demographic and all that shit, and I don't give a fuck. But I'm just saying, it's kind of like the Kim Kardashian thing. I don't get that. I, well, isn't she's just popular for the sake of she's popular being for being famous for putting yeah. out, she's a porn star yeah okay. I put out a sex tape now I'm famous for fucking on a videotape you're a porn star well that's and so that's that's I mean if you really want to boil it down she did one porn got very popular and then her opinion in my world means about as much as the fucking bunny rabbit in my backyard's opinion. Actually, I value his opinion more than I do hers. So, but all of a sudden, people are just buying into things that she right. says. 
So uh, keep keeping it on topic, and that and that, it just made me think. So it's, does your taste in porn change as you get older? Oh, that's the question of the century. Because everybody looks at okay, porn. Okay, so this in some some form of fashion, you know, whether it be just. I think of, mine is everybody come, watches porn. Not everybody admits it. All right, so to me, I think it's come full circle. Our original exposure to porn was like Playboy, Hustler, things like that, because you there was no internet, and you got what was available, and that was Playboy, Hustler, stuff like that, and then the internet came along. And then your natural curiosity was, oh, well, there's pictures of naked chicks that take, you know, your phone. Load them top down. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then. and I, then I'll be done before it goes Right. <laughs> like, those are some pretty eyes. You know, like, <laughs> I like that nose. Oh, that chin's not so bad. Hold on. Oh, that's not. That's oh, not. Oh, <laughs> she, this is the one that she's got a shirt on. I clicked on the wrong one. Shit. <laughs> but then but then you got the high speed internet and then you found and I remember when this became a thing, niche porn. Like all of a sudden it's not just pictures of chicks posing, it's freaky shit, you know. Niche as in pickles. Like Nietzsche or niche or yeah. well it's niche. It's not yeah. Nietzsche. It's not <laughs> philosophical <laughs> fucking porn. It's so Jesus you get Christ. this Girl, naked he, chick reading a philosophy yes. book. It's like, oh, got, yeah. girls are fucking but they believe God is dead. <laughs> It's all in black and he white. Didn't su- he they're don't- all very calm, like, God is dead. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm coming. Coming, coming, coming. Yes, exactly. Now. You can thank LSD and apparently, for God. <laughs> it as, probably is LSD porn if you As we it. discussed earlier in the week, he actually only sacrificed his weekend. He didn't give his whole life. <laughs> yeah. So, but But then you see that, and there's everything. Girl on girl, girl on girl with strap on, girl on girl with... Monkey, you're girl naming on all girl the hashtags. Girl on girl. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, but but then like you know, my search bar doesn't go that many characters. <laughs> like my typing skills got much better. They had they had waned for a very long time Until because they weren't needed, porn. and then internet porn brought my typing skills way back up fast. So when the, you when you look up granddaddy porn, make sure you don't put two, you put two words, you know, not one word, because you get granddaddy porn is a whole different kind of thing. But you know as well as I do, <laughs> the first time you ever went to an online porn site and you click categories, and there were hundreds of them, yeah, you were like, like, "Holy fuck!" You were like, "Wait a minute, my mind is completely fucked." At the, like, I don't even want to look at porn. I just want to read this list for the yeah. rest of the day and just see what is out there. But then you. To me, it your curiosity made it overcomplicated. And then back around to the fact where, honestly, just pictures of hot chicks is all I really give a fuck about seeing at this point. I don't want I don't need any more than that because it's been it's been I mean, we've had high speed internet for thirteen years now. I'm over all that. I don't really need to see anything weird. It's just like it's funny how talking about looking at stuff all you look at the same things over and over it's like you get this whole long list here are the categories if i do look at it this is what i look at and sometimes it's gotten to the bonding scene because i do the shibari the bad thing about it is you're like oh it's a good time and all of a sudden it's like hey how did they do that tie 
Next thing you know, you told me just you bust a notebook and you're taking notes. I was going to jerk off, and now I'm going to go and learn how to do this tie. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, it it is a very weird. (laughs) But I I feel that way. Same same thing about movies and food and cars and all that stuff. I, I I went from very simple taste to very complex wants and demands and and needs to back around to very simple desires for like a car other than race cars at this point i don't give a shit about buying a new car i want a car that i can work on myself that's dependable that's easy to swap parts on and gets me from a to b and it's paid for and i don't give a fuck how bad the gas fuel the fuel economy is because guess what it's paid for i'd rather have a paid off car that gets 15 miles a gallon than a car i'm making payments on that gets 40 because ultimately the math just doesn't work out with insurance God damn it, math. God, yeah. can't escape it. So <laughs> it's because we can't do math. That's so why <laughs> I, I feel like. But I think it's also got to do. And Tim and I were having this conversation at work the other day, as I was talking about the direction. Like I want to sell the Camaro project car, because one, I already have two race cars. We're developing a car that we designed. We're not in a car shortage at this house. And it's about the money I was going to dump into the Camaro that I really want to use to pay off mom's house now that we own it and all that shit. I'm more geared toward now, and this is, again, evolving taste. Before, I was work, 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 get money, work, 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 work. Now, I want freedom. And the reason I want freedom is not because I don't want to work. I want to work on shit that doesn't make me money at this point in time, hoping that I'm going to turn it into making me money. But I got we're we're doing things, and it's not pro bono. We're investing in equipment, time, effort, stuff like that, in comedy, maybe doing some short films, doing the podcast, things like that, that cost us money out of pocket to be able to finance it, even if it's just a few hundred dollars. But I got to have money for that. But I got a freedom to be able to have time to do it. And it's this weird, and that's why I'm saying, to me, my evolving taste went from, I started working at 13 years old. Well, I've been working all that time, and now I want to work less on money making, even though I'm trying to keep the money income level at the same place, and more on freedom. So my current flavor for life is freedom to be creative. And that's it. So <laughs> I think, and it's everything. I mean, evolving tastes with food, movies, cars. I don't think that's, I don't think there's a single facet in life that doesn't work that way. Well, I know my taste in food, especially the past year changed, but that was kind of a forced change. Well, and it wasn't it's, forced. It's, it was a decision. Right, right. But now because of doing that, I've tried foods they used to get in the past, and it's just not the same. And it's weird how those taste like devolve. eating fried chicken at the family reunion <laughs> you know, well, and I, destroyed your life for a day. I had, you know, I had a slice of Papa John's a couple of weeks ago, first time in a while. It's like it was fine, but it's like you know, if I'm gonna have pizza, I'm gonna rather go to Fellini's and go have a real big piece of pizza. Well, and I'm convinced, like I was telling you today, my stomach, which I've been dealing with an ulcer, which is really playing hell, and it does some weird stuff to your stomach. We went and had dinner last night, and we were just sitting around shooting the shit, and I don't normally get dessert. Not, not shooting shit like I had diarrhea, but... <laughs> right, just... <laughs> we were just... We were, you don't use shooting the shit as a 
as a term while you're talking about upset stomach. Unless you're really talking about At the gun stomach. club, no less. <laughs> that's why that's the there's some duality for you. So but I got up this morning and my stomach felt weird. And and I know what it was. We sat around last night joking and I was running material by some friends and stuff like that that keep talking about coming out and watching me do stand up. And I sat there long enough that I got bored and I was like, what's on the dessert menu? And they had this Heath bar ice cream pie. Well, I expected them to bring out a small piece of pie that happened to be ice cream pie. This fucking piece of pie, I shit you not, was six inches tall, seven inches long. And and at the widest part where it's a triangle, the widest part, it was five inches. It's the size of an entire pie. Right. And they said it in front of me. And and the first thing I said was, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) And I ate that. And I don't eat a lot of sugar stuff. Even though I eat some peanut butter and syrup every now and it's very rare that I do it anymore. Because I've been trying to change my diet to deal with this ulcer stuff. So I ate all that sugar last night, and I'm convinced that's what has destroyed my stomach today. Because my stomach is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just consumed enough sugar for like the last six months, man. We don't, we don't, because a lot of times I use sugar, uh, I use uh, stevia in my Mm -hmm. coffee now. I try, some mornings I want sugar though. I want that taste. But some mornings, most mornings I use stevia. So I, it's funny that when you back away from those things that you had acclimated your body to, which weren't really good for you, but you, you had built up a tolerance right? and it could, it could deal with it. And then you revisit it and it just destroys your fucking, like we couldn't go see Amo Phillips because, right. you know, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make that sound so negative. No, no, but, but it was, <laughs> I was like, I went and did what I needed to do. And I was like, I'm going home. I don't need to be out just in. Just and it. I can't remember who else showed up at the Emo Phillips thing, but somebody else famous showed up at the Emo Phillips thing, and I was like, God damn, we should have been an Emo Phillips. Yeah, I saw Puddles. Uh, yeah, Puddles and the dude from Mastodon. That's what it was. I was like, God damn it. Every time. Are you saying there was a Mastodon concert at a Puddles? No. Part? When uh, Emo Phillips was at Laughing Skull, uh-huh. the lead guitarist, Brent main Hines. guy, yeah. and Puddles showed up while Emo was there, and Emo, Puddles, and, and Brett did a whatever on stage. No fucking shit. No fucking shit, dude. That's and crazy. I was like, God. Well, you know Puddles and Brett Hines are both Atlantans. Yeah. But so still, am I. Yeah. But, but I mean, so it's you. so uncommon. But, but, uh, because but you don't is, see them yeah. making appearances. Like, Mastodon used to play shows yeah. at bars... They don't do that anymore. Now they play stadiums. Yeah, right. Like, you Colony don't just, and Birchman, man. God damn, yeah. that's one of my favorite songs. But yeah, well, so I, that's that. That's kind of yeah. you know, like we say, some things we evolve, and then it's funny. Like I said, there are things, activities, things like that 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 we've evolved away from, and then you're like, you know, that seems cool. We should revisit that, and then you do it, and you're like. Jeez. That's why I don't do it anymore. Yeah. It doesn't bring any fulfillment. It was a lot of work. I didn't enjoy it. And now I kind of feel like shit. <laughs> oh, what'd you do? I had a piece of pie. <laughs> that's well, that's what I did. I had ice cream pie. Like I've always been kind of an adventurous eater, but except for certain foods, but like Craig. You've my brother, eaten a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> like 
No, we, but, we used to consume microwave chicken sandwiches. We used to eat those things but like I mean, somebody had, was holding a gun to our head. I've had horse and snails and all stuff. You know, I'd much rather have it try something different than the average. Being like Craig, I've always eaten jalapenos and sushi and whatever else never bothered me. And Craig, as he when he turned 30, he actually started developing a taste for sushi and jalapenos and stuff, which he never had. So it is kind of interesting how some people would start, like now I eat onions and stuff, and I used to hate onions, mm-hmm. but I got to cook them a certain way. But it's like, it's weird how tastes like that develop differently. I like squash and zucchini now. I like asparagus now. I didn't like it. Like the 15-year-old me whooped my ass. <laughs> now I'm like, motherfucker, are you eating asparagus? What kind of fucking pansy are you? <laughs> what about you, Brian? <clears throat> Since you ain't that old, you, your taste changed yet at all? Anything? I, I want to say I don't think my tastes have changed. We'll have to revisit think, this in 15 you years. Still yeah. enjoy, you still enjoy Taco Bell fourth meal? God, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. who doesn't? That's I a mean, stupid question. No, I, I'll say I... You can still eat it and not <laughs> hurt the next day. I could day. probably still eat it and not hurt the next day. I haven't had fast food other than Chick-fil-A... In years, I used to work in television. We're always on the road, so all we did, we lived on fast food. We just didn't have a choice. Um, but other than that, you know, yeah, just out of the convenience, lose, you yeah. I lo- I got away from the convenience of fast food, but my taste in food haven't changed drastically, and my taste in music is pretty much the same. I've adopted new music, but my core music that i still listen to daily has not changed that's the same with movies for me i everything that's i've listened to since high school for the most part i still enjoy minus things like i don't listen to rage against the machine anymore i don't listen to corn anymore um well it's funny okay. but i Get still out. listen Get to Get the fuck out. All right. Well, I still have their CDs. They're still in my collection. I just haven't popped them on in forever. But You made an interesting kind of point. I guess I look at like things I liked in high school, like Police Academy and those kind of comedies. I still enjoy those. But it was like it just went to like this. You just skipped over everything. You know, it's like I don't enjoy much after that. And it's, it's kind of interesting how you were just saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you still, you know. I'm still daily, there. I'm still looking for new music. Yeah. I, I don't think a day goes by. I don't try to find a new oh, God, a yeah. new album or a new band or a new show to go to. Um, I think part of that is making friends that listen to other music. It's a couple of years ago. And dragging you to weird EDM jazz groups. <laughs> that was a first for me recently. <laughs> um, it's Dude. Uh, uh, that sounds... I would Dude. tell you a day in my life JoJo until Mayer's this week. Beast on drums, and he's turned into like a bebop style keyboard and bass player. But they play like drum and bass type music. music but it's but it's like a jazz ensemble. It's live performed music. There's just, no loops or anything. These guys are creating noise yeah. in front of you. That sounds hor- horrifically cool. Yeah, it was very cool, and I don't think before that moment I would have ever told you I'd listen to EDM or techno or anything like that. Because they're not really EDM. They're they're not. They're a prog- it's a hybrid. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, it's they, something. They play it's a style, but they're they are a. Like it's a almost rock. like they've they've started a new genre. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's weird how looking back on things things have changed. Uh, just. I find myself with music on YouTube a lot now. Yeah. 
and then I'll find like well, we go down their YouTube rabbit holes every day. Uh, like I found music. I find these remixes of like Depeche Mode and shit like that. And then like the other day, in which I posted it on Facebook, I I posted uh, uh, Jesus now, Q Lazarus, um, Silence of the Lamb song. Oh, the um, something um, Goodbye Horses. Yes. Um, she, I I was I've got. Dancing for, around the house, we were well. I put in. that. Did you see that? I po- <laughs> I posted it on Facebook, and I and I put a link to the YouTube Q Lazarus and or Lazarus, and I was like, "Tuck it and dance, motherfuckers." <laughs> and it, and it's just a song. Like I remember when when Silence of the Lambs came out. You know that was pre-internet, and you couldn't just go on the internet and find a song and then listen to it over and over and yeah, over. You which I find, find that that's soundtrack. what I do when I hear a song that's like a soundtrack song or something like that, I, I'll go listen to it for literally hours at a time. I'll listen to that one song. Oh, hell yeah. I've had days where I I saw a movie and I saw a song and I was like, oh, man, I got to listen to this about and I would 50 do that. times. That's what I do with like a Rain song or a Babe, I'm going to leave you a Zeppelin. Just put it on the record player and turn all the lights off and you sit in the dark. And, just... and I did that with Q Lazarus not long ago with the with Goodbye Horses, and I was just like, for some reason... I just want to hear that song. And I was just listening to it in the lyrics. And it's just the kind of the message that I take away from the song. So it's, it's funny how you loop back around on some of that stuff and you're not looking for anything new. And I don't know if it's looking for a comfort, like an old feeling that you had. Well, I think it's kind of like me getting back into skating this year a little bit. It was kind of like I'm trying to regain something I enjoyed before. But at the same time, it's like I'm getting a lot out of these other activities that I never did before, you know, never tried before. Right. And want to express. And that's been an interesting evolution of things from the weight loss and trying these new things. Like, definitely my life has turned into a more active person where I used to be that person. But it's like, you know, drug You were more sedentary, but you were creative when you were sedentary. You You would sit at a desk and work on shit for hours at a time. You weren't just sitting around watching TV. Right. But you I, were, I mean, he's sitting at a desk all day now. Like I, like I want to, I want to be. And out. that's the way I've always been. Like even when I, like when I worked at the motorcycle shop, there would be days that I was riding, you know, either a motorcycle to work or driving a car to work or something, thinking I should be outside building something today. And now that I'm more managerial with the business and I, I manage projects and I go just check on subs, and I do work on the job some, but it's very very limited because my time is best spent managing, dealing with clients, paying subs, stuff like that. So I find myself like, I don't want to go ride bicycle or I want to go out in the shop and work on a race car. Or don't ask know. Brian to go ride bicycles. <coughs> Dude. Okay. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> it probably it had a lot to do. Probably had my, a lot to do when you were on a piece of shit bicycle. Probably that. And the last time I was on a bike, I was on the beach where there With was the more space. In the basket. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> right in front of the moon. Um, my confidence was very low because there were people around and I was scared to crash into another person. So, so all of those elements. So when you're do you feel like you're going to run into someone when you're walking? Yeah, I flew my <laughs> arms around sometimes. Okay. okay. A, this is my space. It definitely, it definitely sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a... Uh, yeah, it was a confidence thing on the bicycle. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it is interesting to think back. And, like, we, we 
I think we talked about it in the hobbies episode is how we've looped back on some of the old hobbies that we used to do. Like I picked up bicycling again and, you know, and I was wondering where that was going to go. Cause like my business partner is obsessed with riding bicycles, but at the same time, and you know, and that's what I look at. I see these people, these observations that I make where these people are like, man, I'm really into racing and I'm really into this and I'm really into this. And I see, and they all, they're like really intense, like arguing about the shit on Facebook. I'm like, dude, it's just racing. Relax. You don't get fucking paid <laughs> to do this shit. It's a hobby. Chill yeah, out. But some people's hobbies are, and then, oh, and, man. and then I start thinking, I'm like, I'm not that passionate. And then I start thinking about comedy and I'm like, at the moment, if I had to give up, and, and scale back to one hobby would be fucking comedy because I am, I'm very passionate about comedy at the moment. I, and you've got to get better at it. Get it somehow. If I get any better at it, Chris Rock's going to be asking me to come fucking take his shit for him. He'd be like, I'm just giving up. Fuck it. So well, like the rock, the rock <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's a fairly funny guy. He come on, give him some credit. Or did you say D rock? <laughs> is that gonna be your new nickname? D Rock? No. D D Rock is Dean Lovely. No, no, no. There, oh, geez. I'm 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 working to the irreplaceable Darut. That is that is my goal title. So I I do I do feel that way about. It. I don't take it real serious. I don't. I wouldn't sit there and argue with someone about comedy because arguing about shit's fruitless anyway. But at the same time, if I was driven, if I'm, and I am very driven when it comes to things that I get serious about, it would be the comedy stuff. And it's because it's been a long time coming and it's been something I've wanted to do for years. And then I played around with it, you know, a few years ago and I just got back into it this year in a more serious capacity. But it is, it is interesting. And like I said, food stuff, you know, I like food stuff now that I didn't like before. Uh, I think my evolving goals for life have actually I've rolled back to a little more simpler idea because I realize shit's not what makes you happy. Acquiring all the stuff that we that I have, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to say that my happiness is tied up in the objects that I have. I enjoy shooting guns. I enjoy when I randomly play guitar. I enjoy going in the shop, playing with cars, and going to the racetrack. I enjoy the things that my toys allow me to do, but my happiness isn't caught up in that. And I think that's maybe an evolution of taste or enjoyment thing that you just have to get through those experiences, like we were talking about before, you know, with uh, red flags with relationships. You have to go through those experiences to truly understand what it means. And I mean, I would if if somebody said, "Look, man, we'll give you a brand new house. It's only twelve hundred square feet. It has a two car garage, and it's paid for for the rest of your life, and you can live there, debt free. And we'll give you an allowance of X amount of money a month to live on, but you can go do comedy and shit like that as much as you want. And it's rarely ever going to pay you anything, and you're never going to make a living doing it. I'd I'd take that. I'd bite that bullet right now." Because I know this you, this euphoric socialist oh my ideal God, of yeah. communism. No, no. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's, it's if the world dealt you that deck of cards, you would you right. Would take I it. just understand now that 
I have a lot of shit, and I don't own it. It owns me. Yeah. And that's the evolution of that that I, I've come to. And I've said it for years, but I never really – I knew it, but I never really digested it and owned it at a level that I do now is I have a lot of cool stuff. I don't own it. It owns me. Well, there's for, been a whole new wave of this minimalist culture, people – downsizing of course way downsizing culture but, the but, tiny house stuff is fucking retarded well i'm talking about yeah. like not the tiny house but like living with minimal amount of stuff what do you really need like do you need you know like so you're you're what do i need to survive but there's a certain point where it's like you can live with nothing if you enjoy being bored because you have right. to have something to do in your spare time. You can't just work all the time. You gotta have. I do think most of those people hobby. aren't musicians or other <laughs> creatives. So people that <laughs> do, I think the voyeur people, which is I think more people than. Yeah, they, they want to admit more than average people yeah. are, are voyeurs, and when I say a voyeur, they run Monday through Friday. They watch football on Sunday. They're they have a very basic existence they have no desire to be creative they have no desire to flourish as a person they just want to be a good worker bee that's it and die that's it well that's an easy life to to very build an inventory for you yeah. need a place to live a car to drive a tv and a microwave so you can make whatever food you're eating that's killing you so but for people who have an imagination and again, this is going to sound egotistical a little bit, but I'm constantly looking. I mean, I just did a project. I went that commercial project. I went and looked at the other day. They they have roll up doors. Well, they carry high end electronics, and the problem with roll up doors is they're easily defeated. On site, I designed a cage that is closable. That if you rip that roll up door off. You just opened yourself up to this cage that you've got to figure out how to get through. And I and I pitched it last night at dinner because Chris, my buddy's, it's his business that he manages. Um, and I pitched the idea to him. He goes, "Let's do it." Well, I get to do this cool creative thing that I get to design this thing with the ultimate purpose of making it as hard to defeat as possible. That's awesome. That's like like super inspirational to me. Where some people will be like, I don't want that kind of level of responsibility. I don't want to have to no, think nobody that. Nobody wants that, that shit. I don't want to have to think at that level. I just want to show up, punch a clock, go home, slap, oh, I know. slap the dog, you know, slap the wife, fuck the dog, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, Whichever comes first, you know. Double entendre. <laughs> and, and microwave some Easy Mac and go to bed and hope cholesterol doesn't kill me, even though that's a made-up thing by doctors to sell you medication. So <laughs> You had me on the Easy Mac. Though. I'm not going to lie. Sydney tried to make some without adding water one time, and we were like, why does it smell like burning plastic in the house? And then I was like, did you put water in the Easy Mac? She's like, yeah, obviously. No. No. <laughs> it was at a Christmas party at our at my in-laws house. It was the most horrifically cool thing that happened that that holiday. So, I couldn't sacrifice the Mac for that experience. So I think I mean anyone again and we've talked about this on other episodes being introspective and looking at life and evaluating it and your wants and desires and your needs 
balancing out your wants with your needs has always been a thing, but when your income level allows you to delve into the wants at a very high level, you abandon your needs and they become so superficial that you don't even think of need anymore. You're, you're consumed by want. Now think about that as we're kind of just getting back on topic a little bit about the evolving a little bit or taste changing. So those wants and needs, are they, are they an, an influence on well, but changing? It, but that's still on topic because the it's, well, I'm just saying, like, you know, do they, income, do they affect, do they right. affect income them? Income allows you to evolve in a different yeah. direction. If you if you lived if you lived paycheck to paycheck your whole life, you're not going to evolve very much. But, yes, it's going to be an influence because your income level has allowed you to indulge. And indulgence will evolve who you are. It will absolutely. I mean, think of it like this. Think about, like, the Romans. And then how weird and wicked their sex lives and shit got. Why? Because they were able to indulge in crazy stuff because they had the... the how about the categories of porn they can look at? They Exactly, because their internet connection was so much better than ours, clearly. <laughs> Mine is terrible. And I mean, I, I long for the days of the Coliseum and high-speed internet of your... Uh, but the... But, that's the thing is is any time that you're able to indulge, whether it's on food or lifestyle or vacationing or hobbies or anything, it's going to have a huge influence on who you are. Think about people who, who won the lottery and how their lives evolve in a very rapid way. Well, I have a very real example of my coworker who him and his wife won the five million dollar lottery. They're working regular jobs again and divorced, and they're like they're and don't have any of that money. No, and, and I mean it could have been set for life. Yeah, I mean it is what it is at this point, and it's been great talking to him because I learned a lot from his lesson and hindsight. Because Corey's now rich. No, because he embezzled the money from the guy. He's like, trust me. I know a Nigerian Dude. prince. He can help you get rid of this money. Oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Do you He's know they found him dead in his apartment with like $400 million he couldn't get rid of? Fucking shit. Because <laughs> nobody would reply to his email. It was the craziest thing ever. <coughs> but that's the thing is, I mean, is because we, we all start off is like we were talking about before with 20-somethings. You start off as a 20-something. And you're just trying to get a job that pays the bills so you can exist. And then you evolve past that being able to pay for an existence and pay for an indulgence. And that indulgence evolves your wants, your wants, not your needs. It'll it'll make you think your needs have evolved, but your needs haven't evolved. You need shelter, food, shit like that. But then all of a sudden, and if it keeps growing and you can indulge those wants at a higher level, it's the same as the porn effect. Well, you start off watching, you know, just some hot chick. And you you start off in the shaved category. And then it just fucking train wrecks from there. And you're like, why? Why are these girls covered in goop? And why is my dick hard? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> why am I crying when I'm masturbating? So I, you're, I, but you're not far because, you know, when you travel around downtown Atlanta and different parts of the city – it's very easy to spot young rich people and old rich people. Old rich people 
tend to be the ones that actually they just look like normal people, but they are driving your two hundred thousand dollar car, dressed like somebody that just robbed a TJ Maxx. Well, there's a Jay the Jay Z meme of him on his twenties covered in gold necklaces and stuff yeah. when he was yeah now barely making any money and now the simplest person like, ever you know ungodly rich. He looks like he shops at a thrift store. Yeah, yeah. But the okay, but that goes back to not giving a fuck. He's. Before he was trying to be accepted and he was trying to be he mainstream that, yeah. and he was trying to get followers because everything in 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 entertainment is about followers. I mean, granted, it's it, it's been digitized and you think of it that way with with the internet. But and we want to thank all five of you followers who listen to us. But that's the thing is you're trying to get I'm followers. Clicking on it sometimes. But Thanks, Brian's before. dad. <laughs> but then when you achieve the certain level of Okay, well, I have a following. You're in the. You're I've in already now. earned a position. They're not going to leave me if I just dress like a fucking hobo now. Because oh, yeah. now that's going to be interesting. All of a sudden, I'm ultra rich, and I dress now it like makes a it hobo. interesting because now the rest of them dress like hobos right. too. And so it's like, it's, oh wow, I did that. It's very, you know, it's a very weird thing. But I do. I mean, I think the evolution one it's circular. Because you go out and you experience stuff, and then you realize how cool the simple stuff is. Simple's better for most things. And then the other is, is now some people indulge to the point where they never circle back. They just need more and more. It's kind of like life becomes their drug habit, and they just need more and more and more and stranger and stranger and stranger until the point where they just they run off the well, rails. Yeah. I mean, that's the law of diminishing returns I mean, and machine's got to do something. Don't be dissing my hero. <laughs> I mean, he is. That dude lives life like oh, no yeah. motherfucker ever. Hey, and I've said start. that before, and I will never stop saying it. It was just, I have tons of admiration for that dude. <laughs> not necessarily for his choices, but his style, his willingness to just be him. You know, fuck, who cares what y'all think? I don't need your approval. I'm me. I can finance what I'm doing. I don't give a shit what you think. It's not your life. Suck a dick. How could you not admire someone with that attitude? But anyway, like I said, I mean, I, I think evolving taste and movies and food and lifestyles and all that stuff, especially as we get older, because I do, I see a cool, simple life being a lot more fun just because it, it's less demanding. Well, I'm definitely find myself wanting more balance between work and, work, work. and, and, and an activity in life. Well, but work, work. Well, see, my, my life used to be at work, work, yeah. and then I come home and work in front of the computer again. Creative work. But it was still like, my, it was just my day. And it's like, now I'm getting like, I want to go out and go hiking on one day on right, Saturday. You were spending 15, 16 hours a day sitting in front yes, of a computer. And I got to find, now I got to find that way to still accomplish my goals compromise them a little bit to get them done but enjoy, but you can't like when we go ride bicycle i'm working on material yeah i'm not writing anything down i'm just working material out in my head and then i come back and i write stuff down or i put it in my phone or whatever so it's not that you can't go and indulge that activity while you're still being creative, well, no, of course, it's, it's not the, as easy as it's sitting. that whole thing. Like you learn how to swim during the winter, and you learn how to ski during the summer when your brain is well, of course, off from that. The water's melted in the summer, so it's easier to ski in the summer. I don't know Snow what ski. you. I don't know what you know about water skiing, <laughs> but it's clearly not a lot. 
I mean, I water skied in the winter, but it's <laughs> skiing in the summer is much easier. But um, but yeah. um, all right. Well, hey, we should start a drinking game. Every time Corey says "but um," you got to take a shot. But um, but um, only drummer boy. We would probably beat this dead horse. No, we haven't, but we could. It's a good start won't. on this topic. Well, and the thing is, is it's like everything. I mean, we could come back to this subject in a year from now. And I mean, our, we may evolve a year from right, now. Right, and who knows where our lives will be with all the weird shit we got going. It could be that we're doing our horror movie a year from now. And well, I can definitely it. tell you a year can make a difference in somebody's life. But Well, I can tell you 30 seconds can make a difference in your life. You can have her pregnant or be in a car wreck in the same amount of time. Yep. At, the, at the same time. Oh, Roadhead will make a... <laughs> One, you can't get pregnant from Roadhead. Let's you just clear that up. And the other is it will car, cause a car wreck. <laughs> you can also lose body parts. Especially if she has sharp teeth yeah. and bites down. Yes. <laughs> That's why you don't slam the brakes too hard once she's... Oh, what yeah. is that movie? That she did that? Yeah, where they drive down the road and ramps into the back of the car. Are you and trying she's to give getting, me nightmares? She's, it's a Robin Williams movie. Oh, fuck. And he, he slams into the back of the car because they would coast down the hill into the driveway, and he had no idea his wife was giving her boyfriend a blowjob in the driveway, and when he hits the back of the car, she bites the dude's dick off. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> yes. It's uh, There goes our man, viewership. I'm going to have to Google that because it's a very wild. Was it a serious movie? Well, I yes. guess it's Robin Williams. He made a lot of serious movies. They were all funny, too. Okay. <laughs> he remember, he's young. Why is Mr. Mackey <laughs> over there on the... F- Robin <laughs> Williams, okay? He, he, <laughs> he made cool. serious movies, okay? <laughs> he grew up in the old Robin Williams movie. Oh, yeah. got serious. Not yeah, the, I forgot. Yeah. 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 Someone laid the chocolate <laughs> dragon in the urinal. <laughs> it's, it's left a dookie in the urinal well they said it, <laughs> they said it like 30 different ways in that movie that's when they figured out kyle calls 9-11 because because cartman's a douchebag but anyway i think we were trying to segue out of this about three minutes ago yeah, so yeah. uh I think I'm going to take the bowl and just bash it over Corey's head. <laughs> Fuck a bunch of licking a spoon bullshit. Just going to beat that motherfucker to death with a blue fucking pottery bowl. All right, guys. You guys can uh, hashtag us at PBM. How's he still talking? He didn't hit him hard enough. <laughs> the beating has not begun. Y'all, uh. y'all send us a message if you're liking what you're hearing or hate it or if you just want us to talk about some other shit. It's about something we don't even know. Just let us know. I'll Google it and talk about it. That's just <laughs> oh, the way yeah. this shit works. <laughs> I may, can formulate an opinion faster than any motherfucker you know. Oh, our EDD <laughs> may take it to a whole different level, but EDD, you know, EDD. That's a pretty hardcore <laughs> version of Rick. Is that like heaven? <laughs> is that like? Is that like heaven? Is that ADD while you're listening to EDM? Is that how that? Exactly. Yes. It's ADD with a work non-working dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, on that note, I think we should go home. <laughs> mm, bye-bye. <laughs>